0: Welcome to the shit show. Hello, my squirrel friends. So, I'm sorry I didn't post on Monday. Uh, honestly, here's my thoughts. So, I've, I've been, you know, I watch my episodes, um, like the view count and everything, and honestly, eh, the first few episodes were really, really good, you know, as far as, like, listeners, and then, like, it just, like, went it's like half and it was right around episode about uh, right after the episode with my daughter Um, they started to like dip down like a lot and unsolved mysteries I think was the next top after like the first three episodes so I'm trying to figure out like why like what am I doing differently now that I was doing before and I think part of it is I'm reading too much off of the papers that I write I'm like not being more engaging I guess like if I was actually having a conversation with someone and they were actually listening to me so um I think that's what I'm going to start doing so I think I'm going to go back to the format of like the first episode where like I talk about something that's bothering me and then like maybe do a little bit of true crime. I think that that's gonna be my way of doing things from now on. So having said that, um, today I'm gonna talk a little bit about teaching fucking respect. Now I have no doubt in my mind that the people that listen to me actually have like the same thought process as I do about like teaching respect, but like honestly, Holy shit. So today I have my son with me. Say hi. Hi. Because um, I'm going to kind of get his perspective on it. Because honestly, so I've been substituting now for about a month um, at the middle school. And, you know, the first couple of weeks I thought were hard because I was dealing with sixth graders and like, but they're just loud and mature. Like it, it just, it gets on your nerves in a different way. So like the sixth graders just like pissed me off because they were loud and obnoxious. And no matter how many times I said to be quiet, they were like, Ugh! but fucking seventh graders, man. Holy shit. So I've been dealing with this class for the last two days and yesterday was bad, but today was like a fucking dumpster fire. Like I, so to give you an idea of what happened. So the first block was great. The first block of kids that I had was just fucking amazing. And then the second block, within the first 10 minutes, Little Miss that started it with me yesterday starts again. So I'm like, you know what? (laughs) Pause. Before you even get the chance to piss me off, you're gone. Like, I kicked her out because I'm like, nah, we're not doing this again today. Because yesterday she was so fucking awful that today, as soon as she started doing the same shit as she did yesterday, I was like, bitch, bye. Like, I'm like, I'm not... I'm not your mammy. I'm not dealing with this shit. So then she's gone. And then not even 10 minutes later, another little girl thinks it's perfectly okay. After I tell them to do work, now mind you, I after, after I said they would complete this work, we were going to play a game and they were going to get candy. So I was trying to like make it better than yesterday. They weren't just going to be sitting and doing work the whole time. I was trying to get them to like and the game was first block. We had a bunch of fun and we were all laughing and everything else. And they got way more candy than I thought they were going to. So <laughs> <laughs> so I was hoping it would happen in the second block, but not so much. So after I kick homegirl out, then another little homegirl decides that she's going to fucking lay on the floor. And I don't mean just like lay. I mean like she had a blanket and she had her book bag and she was curled up on the floor like she was going to go sleep no, ma'am. The first time I say, Hey, we're not going to lay down. Like you can at least pretend that you're going to do something today. And so she sat up and then she lay down. And so every time I would catch her laying down, I would ask her, I mean, like she would like halfway raise up and I wouldn't say anything, but when she would full out lay down on the floor, I was like, nah. So after the third time and I said, listen, I really need you to sit up. This little girl without missing a beat says, I don't see the fucking point. When I tell you that I had to walk out of this classroom so I didn't snatch her little ass up and fucking smack that mouth. Oh my God. I was, I mean, I could feel the heat in my face. I had to walk out because I was like, I'm not losing my job over this little girl. (laughs) But, like, I just, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, so, back in my day, <laughs> uh, I would have never, do you understand me? I would have never, okay? And it wasn't because I was scared of consequence from the school. No, 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 no. I could give shit less if they put me in detention or OSS or ISS or whatever, right? That wasn't where you scared me. You scared me when you're like, mm, we're gonna call your mom. And I'd be like, no! Right? Because she was scarier than anything. When I got yelled at by the police for going as fast as I was when I was a teenager, they told me, well, we should call your mother. I said, oh my God, now. They did not scare me as much as my mother, okay? So that's why I didn't ever cuss at a teacher. I may have talked back, I may have gotten smart, But I never raised my voice and I never, never cussed at a teacher. Because my mom would have fucked up my shit. And I don't mean she would have beat my ass because that's not the way she did things. Oh no. When I got my speeding ticket, y'all, this is what happened. Okay. She stripped my room of anything fun. CD player, bed frame, dresser door and i had to stay in my room if i was in the school i was in my room and that's how it was between the time i got the ticket and the time i went to court that's what it was like for me and that was just a speeding ticket so y'all would imagine what would happen if they she got a call from the school and was like your little girl just cussed at a teacher yo i wouldn't mm No, no 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 me, it kind of sounds like you wouldn't be living until this day. I, I I, mean, again, your grandmother would never... Would never beat my ass. But her... When I... Oh, and then when she took my car away, she took the tires off my car. She didn't just take the car away. She took the tires off. That's the kind of person your grandmother was. So I can only imagine what sickness she would have gave me if I, and I... So I just... I I, I just don't understand. I guess that's why you're here, because I just don't fucking get it. I would never. I mean, even today, I have teachers that are from high school that are friends on Facebook. You? Yes. Do you know if I ever saw them in public, I would not call them by the first name. I know it, because Facebook, but you better believe it would still be Mr. and Mrs., and I'm almost 35 years old your so, uh, grandmother, when she was working at a high school, which I'm not going to name, she had teachers that were always correcting me. No, call me this. Call me. No, ma'am. <laughs> I'm calling you miss or Misses. So I guess part of the reason why I, 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 I have you sitting in here with me is because maybe as a 12-year-old seventh grade boy, you can explain to me the odd... OF THE HUMANITY TO CURSE AT A TEACHER. Well, sometimes they could be a real butthole and deserve it. Sometimes, like my seventh- Jesus. My second-period teacher, they could be super nice, give you orderly food and drinks. Like, they could treat you like you were being- like you were- like you were God. That's what that's literally what she te- um treats us like gods, and then them they teach her like she was a freaking hobo trying to get trying to get some change.
1: That's so, so you're saying. Your
0: teacher treats you guys better than your classmates treat your teacher. Yes. Okay. But I, like, why? Like, I don't know. It's it's literally like what she tells them to do. It's like like what you say like it goes in one ear straight out the other. Okay, so all right. So I know that you understand that you don't have many assignments or anything left until school's over. Yeah. So I get that you guys are kind of like like um done. Like yeah, you're like over, it. chilling out. You've t- you've taken your SOLs, you're you're over it. No, no, no. I mean like th- this has been like since we went first like, in person. like Well, more like the second week of doing that, when she started handing out, like, food and stuff, that's when they started doing it. Like, maybe, like, a couple days... No. No, it was the third week. Because the week before, she started giving food. And then that week... Holy crap. It was, like, freaking cowboys getting drunk at a rodeo. So... Do any of your teachers let you guys have your phone out for the entire block? Um, well, if it, if we don't have to do anything... And... Like, today. Like, if you didn't have to do anything, and it's, like... Like, the last day of the week or something, they'd let you. But well, only if you didn't have anything to do. Yes. Okay. Or, like, they'd give you the option to work on, like, different stuff. Which maybe i'd say like 25 percent of the class did which sounds i don't even know me that much but surprisingly i was one of those people and literally everybody else was on their phone doing like showing off stuff and i don't know see i let them have their phone as long as they do their work and i don't hear it yeah i don't hear your phone you were good but, like, Miss Chicky Boo, who started shit with me in second block, prior to me kicking her out for running her damn mouth. Because here's how Chicky Boo number one got kicked out. So, <laughs> the bell rings, right? And she yeah. Princess flops herself on the floor next to an outlet and plugs her phone in and starts watching her phone. So already in my head, I'm like, all right, she's not going to do anything that I asked her today, despite me offering candy. Candy is life. Candy is love. <laughs> okay, but anyway, sorry for the yelling, but like, I'm just so frustrated. So. As soon as she starts watching videos, I hear them. And I'm like, please turn down your phone or put in headphones. I don't want to hear your phone. Oh, no, that's the point. See, they're they're all like rowdy and stuff, but they're actually nice enough. Like when they like watch stuff, they put headphones in or they like mute it or something. Not this strict. So then the second time I hear another video, I'm like, I just said, and mind you, this is all within like a 10 minute span. span-, span- like it's not like a long period of time, time between me saying it the first time And the second time of me going, please turn down your phone or put in headphones. I don't want to hear your phone. Mm -hmm. Third time, I hear another video (laughs) and I'm like, all right, phone off. I don't want to see your phone out for the rest of the vlog. I have asked you twice now, please put headphones in or turn the volume down. And you didn't bother doing either. Sure. So then hold on, hold on. No, no, let me interrupt. No, because I need to finish this. So then Catch her. she fucking slams her phone into her book bag, which I don't know why she did that, because personally I'm like, that just fucks up your shit. But whatever. She's like, I can't wait till Mr. So-and-so is back so that, he, so that I don't have to deal with this woman anymore. I'm so sick and tired of this classroom being like this. Now, mind you, I kicked this chick out yesterday yeah for having an attitude problem so today I was like fuck you I was like get out I was like I don't want to listen to your mouth today I'm not going to listen to you running your mouth today get out and she goes I'm not doing nothing to that. I said get out and she was and she's like so now you're telling a 12 year old girl that she's doing something she's not doing I said bye <laughs> and she kept running her mouth and I was like bye don't want to hear it bye I had to say that like three times before she actually left the classroom. <laughs> and then, not five minutes later, Miss Ma'am starts laying on the floor. So I'm just like, oh my GOD! And then, mind you, no, she had a blanket, she sounds like she was prepared to move, like camping. camera. No, camera. no, no, don't get me wrong, that room is cold. You know me, I'm a hot person. Today I brought a sweater just because that room was so cold. Mm-hmm. So I, I get the blanket thing, but the fact that she fucking laid on the floor and then the worst part about it is not a single person in that block did any of the work I asked. None of them. Oh, oh. and That's- so none of them got candy. They spent the entire block on their phones. They were quiet though. So I can't be mad about that, but it's like, I brought this, I, 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 Went around and asked other teachers if they had any spare candy so that I could play a game with you guys so that we could have fun, and you fuckers just fucked it all up. I think that's the part that made me so mad because I was just like, I just. Uh, uh, bulk, bulk smash. I just. Today just fucking sucked. And it didn't get any better. Like, so the third class. So then again, I explained if you guys do this worksheet that your teacher left, we will play a game, and you will get the winners will get candy. Whoever finishes their graphs first, because it was a graphing activity, I said whoever finishes their graph first gets to be team captain. I going to split them into teams. Right off the bat, had a kid look at me dead in my face grumple up his papers that I gave him and throw it away. Like, just outright fucking refuse. I probably shouldn't be saying this, but that kid deserves to get throat punched. So then, I have another kid who's like, I can't do this without help. I said, well, then come sit by me and I will help you. No, I want to go down to my teacher's room, or this teacher's room, and, which it's in his plan he's allowed. So I said, that's fine. Go ahead. So he goes and he comes right back. She's not there. I said, okay, well, then come sit with me. No, I'll just wait for her. You've got help. Straighten your face. And I was and like, you know, it's you know, fine. You know. I was like, it's fine. I'm not going to fight him about this. I was like, I'm just not. So then I had three boys in that class who are loud as shit. I swear to God, they're louder than like 10 people. And it's just three of them. So then they're being loud. So two of the girls were like, hey, can we go work in the hallway? And I was like, that's fine. I, out of all this class, you two and like one other person I would trust to sit out in that hallway and actually do the work. The boys wouldn't leave the girls alone. They kept opening the door, throwing paper balls at them, shouting in the hallway, um, throwing pencils at them, running out there and grabbing their pencils, running out there and grabbing their papers. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? I have two huge bags of candy on my fucking desk. What the fucking fuck? So I've already made a plan. So tomorrow for first block, Bunch of candy butt buttload of candy. I, I did buy a bunch of candy. This is before shit show blocks two, three, and four. This fourth block I was it were they it was like it's bad or really like my old bad? They did not they were just like they weren't just like block two because I didn't have to pick anybody out. But I only got papers back from block one and block three. Block two didn't do shit, block four didn't do shit. And and I will tell you the piece they resist in a minute. <laughs> So tomorrow, I have already decided that block one gets to do whatever the fuck they want. I don't care. You can do the work that you get. You can spend the time on your phone. You can watch a movie. I don't give a shit. Blocks two, three, and four, when they get to the classroom, their book bags will be outside of the room. Their phones will be outside of the room. The only thing they will be allowed in the room with is a pencil. And they will spend the rest of the time doing their work. And if they do not, I'm going to be... There's another substitute that writes them up for everything. He writes a referral every day. That's harsh. I mean, even when I uh, No, I think he's harsh too, but... No, I mean, it's harsh, but I mean, that's sad that he has to do that every day. Well, he's also... He also writes them referrals for shit that I... Uh, pick your battles, dude. Oh. Pick your battles. But those three blocks... No book bag, no phone, no laptop, no nothing. Oh, do they have what the iPad they though? No, they, get, they got Chromebooks. No Chromebook, no laptop, no nothing. Just a pencil and yourself and your papers, and that's it. And that's all you get. And then I'm gonna sit there and watch them work and eat all the fucking candy I bought. And when they asked for some, I'm going to say, maybe you should have thought of that yesterday when you decided you weren't going to do any work today, yesterday. Boom. But the third block kids that did do work, they got candy. Now, they, they didn't want to play the game. They wanted to go outside. And I was like, I'm fine with that. I will take you outside. But then Dingus 1 and Dingus 2 didn't want to do their work. And then the kids that were loud, they got fucking food all over the floor and they refused to clean it up. And then they were all acting a fool. And let's just say by the end of the day, I was completely fucking defeated. Completely defeated. And now I'm just pissed off. And... (laughs) Okay! Oh! I'm just over. Like, I just... I don't understand why parents feel the need to just assume that when something bad happens in school, it's the teacher's fault. Because it's not. Because I have talked to all the other teachers on that hallway. None of them let the kids have their phones in class. Um, but apparently, here's the piece de resistance, and then we're going to take a break. So the piece of resistance for this whole fucking thing is, the kids told me today that the teacher that I'm substituting for told them that everything they're going to be doing over the next couple of weeks isn't graded. Oh yeah, they're gonna yeah, they're not gonna do crap. They've yeah. Been- so everything that he gave me isn't gonna be graded. So that's why they're telling, giving me the giant middle finger. That's worthless. Because the I mean, teacher yes. said to them already that it's not gonna be graded. Yeah. It's so he basically set me up for failure. Yeah, because the kids are like. And then and then get this, <sighs> this teacher has been fucking off for months. Mm-hmm. He teaches them for 20 minutes, and then spends the next hour outside with them. Oh! And... Apparently, none of his classes pass their S.O.L.s. Guess where they're going? Summer School! Yay! I just... I don't get it. So those the three boys you were talking about? I'm an atheist, but those kids are either Satan and three boys form, or literally sent straight from hell to bring my loving mother, (laughs) (laughs) wink wink, hell, like literal hell inside the classroom when, wait, what, um. Is the last week for your school next week? Yes. Yeah. So they decide to make the last two weeks living hell. And... But it's not just me, though. They do it to other teachers. It's just this teacher that can do that shit and get away with it. And so that's why they think that when I'm in there... And I like to be the cool sub, okay? Because I have sixth graders and eighth graders... Always saying, You should come do be a sub for our class. We miss you, blah 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 blah. And then these fuckers fuck everything up. See, upper class, and then you had the seventh graders. That's like, Yeah, absolutely. but the sixth, it's like, it's like a disconnect because the sixth graders, although they're loud and an adventure and obnoxious, they can be pretty sweet. Be they can, teachers. they're easily redirected and they'll do their work. Mm-hmm. The 8th graders, again, they can be loud and rowdy and obnoxious, and the way they talk to each other just blows my mind, but they will do their work. And there's these fuckos. <laughs> I, I, I just, <laughs> no, it's, they're like angry, to me, it's making me sound like angry German hobos. Or like angry Russian hobos. Why do they gotta be hobos? Are you saying they're bum fighting? Yes, exactly what I'm saying. All right, I'm gonna take a quick break and then I'm gonna talk about the thing that you all came for. I'm gonna talk about some true friends. Hello, my squirrel friends. So, I'm calmer. (laughs) I'm sorry. Other people's kids piss me off. So I wanted to do something a little different for um this. My brain just like went rr, 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 rr. four oh four error. Um, <laughs> so I've decided um I'm going to do murder couples. Killer couples. That is that killer couple. Oh 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 oh! Like the Santa Cola, Cali- like the Clove Cali- Burrito, thing. Like the Santa Cola Cali- yeah. What? But oh, like, uh, like uh, the like the with the murder woman that had like came infected or something. that had like, like stay alive or something. I like think they found like a. They uh, found like the antidote, like the make. I have no idea what you're wondering. Alex and you used to watch it, it was like Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, Santa Clarita Diet. That's not- that, Santa Clarita Diet is about zombies. Uh, this so is about couples- Well, yeah, but it was funny. <sighs> murder's not funny. Uh, that's my tagline, by the way. I say that in a lot of episodes. Um, so I think, yeah, killer couples. Couples who kill. I don't know. I don't know murder partners murder partners yeah um okay so my first couple is uh a Martha Beck and Raymond Fernandez uh, I picked them because their name in the uh, article was the lonely heart killers um, because they targeted people who did those like you know lonely heart personal ads um, and it started out like a like a scam but then they ended up starting to kill people so fernandez um he was a con artist and he actually got like a skull fracture in world war ii and thought of himself as a quote-unquote master of voodoo who could entice any woman right um so, in, in 1946, he started writing letters to various women of the, like, the Lonely Hearts thing, right? And, like, he would gain their trust and then, like, rob them and then, like, disappear. Um And usually the victims were, like, so embarrassed because this guy, like, got them on these Lonely Heart letters or whatever that, like, they like, wouldn't them? report Fernandez. Did you like, marry them too or just, like, no. dated them? No, he just them. dated them and then robbed them. Oh. Um, so then he actually met Martha Beck this way, his, who ends up being his killer partner. Um, he, it started out like the rest of his relationships, but then like, he actually fell in love with her and admitted the scamming business that he's been doing and, oh, I'm sorry. And he, he did admit to marrying some of the women to like complete the fraud. Um, Martha was kind of like a, a hefty woman. So, like she, you know, accepted his crimes because she wanted someone to be with. Um, so Mar- so Beck would often pose as Fernandez's like sister or sister in law when they were scamming these lonely heart women um, and would like specifically target older women. Um, but Beck couldn't handled like the jealousy of the whole thing. So their first victim was a Janet Faye. Um, and after she died, they it was like a scam murder thing just kept going. Um, so for the next few years, they continued their pattern and the exact number of victims is still unknown. Uh, but their operation came to a close when they killed a woman and her two-year-old daughter and the police arrested them uh, and they admitted it. And they admitted to killing at least 20 women. Um, but there was only enough evidence to convict them of the three murders, the first murder and then the last murder and the daughter. Um, and they were both sentenced to death and died by electrocution in 1951. Um, the thing that like I pulled most from this case was beck's last words were and i quote what does it matter who is to blame my story is a love story but those tortured with love can understand what i mean in the history of the world how many crimes have been attributed to love Bitch, i don't know but i sure shit wouldn't kill somebody for my husband <laughs> um, <laughs> especially in in, in the UK, where people can die from electrocution. Uh, from what I've read, that is a very unpleasant death. Very fragile. Uh, so, uh, fuck every last bit of that. <laughs> um, alright, so I got another one, and I think, that, I think I pulled this one because the girl's age is so close to yours. Oh no. Um, So, um, in 1956, Carol Ann Fugate was only 13 years old when she met 18-year-old Charles Starkweather, and shortly after meeting, Fugate became so infatuated with Starkweather that it would lead to her becoming the youngest woman ever tried for first-degree murder. In the US. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. um, so not long after they met, Hugate came home to find her mother and stepfather were killed and Starkweather had killed them. He also killed her infant half sister. Um, and then shortly after the death of her three family members, Hugate fled with Starkweather and they went on like a murder spree. So I'm like I'm wondering if like I mean, Why? I mean, like, he killed your family, and then you decided to, hey, let's kill a bunch of people, and then let's get lunch. Well, and, like, it makes me wonder, like, where her mind was. So, they crossed the country from Nebraska to Wyoming and killed a total of six people. They were eventually arrested in 1959, and they turned on each other. Uh, Fugate maintained her innocence, saying that the only crime she committed was holding a gun on a high school couple while Starkweather robbed them. Meanwhile, Starkweather claimed that while he did the bulk of the killings, Fugate's hands were not clean and said that she had done her fair share of murder, which I believe because usually the one, what, what is that saying? He does protest too much, protest too much. Meaning, like the first person to sing is usually the one of the most guilty ones. Um, what else? go ahead. But also, I expect the turner on because this dude, which who, eighteen uh, year old by the way, decides to kill her entire family, and she runs off with him. Like to me, that's like sus. Dun 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 dun. I don't know. All right, so. Starkweather was sentenced to death by electric chair for his murders, and Fugate, who had always said she was innocent, escaped the death penalty but was sentenced to life in prison. So, I mean, this kind of sounds like she was held hostage, like kind of of forced. would murder. I don't know about all that. I mean, from, from my perspective, that's kind of what it sounds like. So. Our next couple is considered to be um, one of the most deadly serial killer couples because between 1978 and 1980, they killed at least 10 people, often two at a time. Uh, Their names were Gerald and Charlene, I'm going to fuck this up, Gallego, they would cruise the malls looking for teenage girls and then Charlene would lure them into the van for promises of free marijuana. I feel like that's like free candy for uh, like adults. You know what I mean? That's candy for stoners. Right, but I mean like it, for kids, they're like free candy. But for teenagers and adults, they're like free weed. Oh, to me, that sounds so cool. Um, so once the girls would get in the van, they were confronted with an armed Gerald who forced them to ride out to the countryside. The victims were then beaten. Um, I don't like okay, on. They were beaten, raped, and murdered, and then their bodies were dumped in different locations from the Saharas to the Nevada desert. The killings were of a 22-year-old, the last killings, I'm sorry, were of 22-year-old Craig Miller and his fiancee, 21-year-old Mary Elizabeth Sowers. Um. Power. Or it's not funny. <laughs> uh. So, but um, when Gerald grabs the the couple or whatever into his van, they were in like the eyesight of some of the victims' friends, and they managed to catch the license plate and alert police. Oh, nice. Um, shortly after Charlene and, what's his face, Gerald were arrested, <laughs> um, Charlene struck a deal to testify against Gerald, who she said was 100% to blame for everything. Oh, hey, um, uh, drove out to the countryside anyway? Now here's- no, hold on, here's my thing about it. It's like, I feel like at any point, they could have alerted police. Mm-hmm. I mean- that's a whole different that's a whole different podcast episode and i just brushed up against the mic i hope that will not that i'm sorry all right um so in 1984 gerald was given the death penalty but the sentence was later commuted to life he died of poor cancer in 2002. now here's here's the real kick in the ass so charlene served 16 years always insisting that she was innocent um, and today, she's back out and living under an assumed name in Sacramento, California. According to a 2013 CBS interview, Charlene is active in veterans' charities and maintains that she had no choice but to commit such atrocities as burying a pregnant woman alive and leaving white marks all over seven victims, one as young as 13. This woman's out and about, y'all. Did. She buried a pregnant lady and she's out and about. Save the children. Children's lives matter because they are our future, including me. All right, so the last one that I have is um, also considered another one of history's worst serial killer couples. It was Ray and Faye. Their names rhyme. Oh. Ray, so <laughs> Why didn't I notice that when I was taking notes? Ray and Faye Copeland, at the time of their sentencing, were the oldest people ever sent to death row. The more you know. Old people. people um, Old people. They were 76 and 69, and the two were convicted of committing five murders on their Missouri ranch in 1989. Missouri ranch. Missouri, not Misery Ranch. Jim Missouri. I said Missouri. Um, so oh. the, the, the... See, you made me fuck it. lose my place. Oh, so <laughs> they think that the reason why they killed all these people was just for greed. Um, the couple got married in 1940 and spent much of their time moving from town to town, trying to stay one step ahead of their reputation. Um, Ray was a known fraud who couldn't sell his stolen cattle anymore. So the couple would hire drifters to unknowingly pass bad checks on their behalf and then do the heavy lifting of taking the cattle to market. After each transaction, Ray would shoot the men with his Marlin 22 and bury the bodies in his barn. Bay used, used scraps of the victim's clothing to make a quilt. I mean, that's kind of resourceful cold, you hey need cows. a blanket. Hey cows, here's some uh, human meat. I hope you like it. I mean, they're cold, they need a blanket. They got all this fabric lying around now. <laughs> Murder is not funny. Funny. Murder is not funny. That is the tagline. <laughs> Jesus. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the, co- the couple was eventually caught in 1989 after one of their employees Reported seeing human bones on the property. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, they were both sentenced to death. However, Ray died wah. of Ray died of natural causes in 1993, and Faye's sentence was commuted to life in 1999. However, she was paroled in 2002 after she had a stroke, and she later died in hospice. that's that yes um funny mine is fun yours is funny um so as always i want to thank you guys for listening to me today and me (laughs) and him um as always if you guys have murder cases you want me to discuss or hot topics you want me to discuss Um, you can message me on my Instagram or my TikTok. Um, all of those links can be found in the bio of the podcast. Um, oh, so there is this cool, like, voice messages thingy on here on the Anchor app. So if you want to, like, actually ask Me and you want to hear your voice played on the podcast, you just go to that little messages thing and you leave me a message and I can play it. Um, and then share me with your friends. Please like and subscribe, like a doobie. Share me with your friends. Uh, oh, oh, like the like weed uh, for the minute. No, like a rolled like a joint. Next topic <coughs> you ruined the joke alright guys uh yes since we are now back to our regularly scheduled programming um I'm gonna end like I always do uh if you can't love yourself how in the hell you gonna love anybody else can I get an (laughs) amen amen alright guys I hope you have a good weekend and I will see you on Monday you too bye